Former swimmers looking for a way to give back to the sport in New York City? Reach out to Imagine Swimming. Since 2002, they've been the premier learn-to-swim school with international and American staff, including Olympic champions Anthony Irvin and Eric Vent. Imagine Swimming offers infant to adult classes, plus competitive team options, water polo, and an artistic swimming club coached by an Olympic silver medalist. With flagship locations across Manhattan and Brooklyn, Imagine is always looking for the next generation of swimmers to pass on their knowledge and passion for swimming. Yeah, I'm a busy guy, dude. Nate, you're yeah. looking so slick, mate. Am I looking slick? Yeah, you're looking slick. I oh. slept good last night. Uh, that's what it was? Yeah. Glad someone did. <laughs> Kurt yeah, was Kurt. Kurt. What do you mean, glad someone did? You almost slid out of bed, Kurt. Look at the slit at you. I'm in jet lag mode. Look, I've just been fasting on my flight back from Romania. Shredded <laughs> up the wazoo. It's uh, always it's summertime it's been... for you, mate. <laughs> Guys, it's been a while. People are out there in the Twitter sphere talking and like, hey, where's the live show at? Mm, it's back. Baby. We're back. We're back. So here it's we are. Lots of swimming going on. Massive, massive month. So huge much swimming. Month. Swimming. Is it going to slow down now? I think it's going to be just like this until Paris, right? We're not going to have any breaks, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. Well, I, well, we'll have a couple, a couple of weeks here in December, you know, a little Christmas action, some New Year action, but uh yeah tier pro swim series those things are gonna heat up mm. in, at the beginning of the year so we'll see a lot of americans swimming at those long course but uh yeah it's it's been crazy queensland uh championships are going on right now chinese nationals are going on right now european chinese short course crack, just happened chinese trials for doha even though it's not that fast and most of the swimmers are saying we're not going to go to doha but the chinese trials South African trials start next week. Oh, wow. It's nonstop. Yeah. Well, so I guess the big meet was, was Europeans. Uh, Kurt was the commentator the entire time. Kurt, how, how was Romania? Uh, it was cold. <laughs> but no, it was awesome. Um, first time I've ever been to Romania, and it was uh, a great insight into... Uh, what a swimming-loving nation they are. You turn up, the people are amazing. Um, Camelia Potek, obviously, uh, Athens Olympic gold medalist, 200 freestyle. She's the president of the Romanian Swimming and Modern Pentathlon Federation. And they had the um, European juniors there last year. And this is the first time they've ever had a major um, open meet there. The facility was fantastic. Um, yeah, and didn't the swimming just go, go nuts as well? Obviously highlighted by that final night they, they packed it out on the weekend the saturday and sunday and they're a very um swimming knowledgeable crowd as well they acknowledge um you know they understand the sport they appreciate it and we can go into details on all the top swims but obviously with um david popovich there um you know i had not seen anything like this since um ian thorpe back you know around the turn of the century in 2000 David, David, rock star. David, it's that's, that's all I could hear. It's yeah, it is off like it is off the Richter scale, and uh, you know, I, and Hawkey would know as well that we had the pleasure of you know being close to Thorpe around that time, and uh, it's it's not just the crowd when he's swimming, and it's all the other things around that. It's when he he, he did a session. He got out of the pool and it was maybe 15 meters between him and his towel and his gear. He had to shake like 
15 people's hands on his way to get to the t- he had to shake the life all the lifeguards lined up to shake his hand the security guys lined up the cleaners lined up other coaches other swimmers like it's just this aura that is around him so um it's you know it's i felt for him a little bit but that's that's what comes with the, with the territory it's an incredible thing and i the similarities between him and thorpey like out of the pool um you know he's, he's such an intelligent guy um he thinks about everything that he says and he, you can just tell that the, the fans, they just absolutely love him. And I was just happy with his, uh, obviously, his 200 performance. He would have been pretty um, unhappy with that. But he's swimming the 100. Just, you know, he lifted for his, um, he lifted for the home fans to get on that podium, that final lap going from seventh to third. And it was a red hot field in both the 200 and the 100. And the crowd appreciated that too. They knew that like this was world class and he was coming up, you know, not only his short course is not his favourite. He's probably, you know, not in the in the best form either. Um, but to lift in front of the home crowd and get on the podium, they the fans really appreciated that. Insane mm. finish in that hundred. Yeah, I looked. I watched it like ten times the last five meters. There's just no way he's touching third place, and he does. It was kind of like watching Kate Douglas win that fifty freestyle at the U.S. Open. Like, just doesn't look like she's gonna win. Boom, touches first. Yeah. yeah, Sonny, what yeah. you got? You got Tell loaded. This. You got... Well, I was going to ask Kurt a question about David. Um, how is your perception of how he's handling it? It, you know, like you said, he he thinks about everything he's saying, and he's got a lot going on around him. But in terms of um, performing, right? Like, there's a lot of pressure on him to win next year. You know, he he's going in, whether he likes it or not, he's still going to be the favorite in the hundred. And, and quite possibly the 200 as well, I would imagine, uh, based on his performances previously and just his age and just kind of the way it's all kind of lining up. So in terms of how he's handling that aspect of it, how's, how's that going, you think? Yeah, I think he, uh, in his favour, he has a great team around him, um, that's for sure. Um, it's got to be tough for him, though, and it's got to be draining for him because he's got to be the only swimmer in the world that – when he walks on the street, if he goes to the shopping center, he's at like, Dressel's not getting stopped in the US. Ledecky's not getting stopped in the US every time they go out. He's getting stopped every time he goes out. Um, it is that on that kind of level. Um, it's, I, but I think he's so used to it now. He, he's getting used to it. Um, and I I think he, he's going to be okay. I think that 100, and we, we spoke about it privately in the discussions as well. What does it mean in the end? And, you know, to race in front of your home crowd, and to, just to give a bit of fight, show a bit of fight, show what you're made of. I think he's got a lot more to give. He was, he, I, I don't think he's done the work um, this year. He's concentrated more on his studies for sure. And now um, he flipped the switch. Um, the short course is done. And I think, like you said, he's going to be a he's going to be a big chance next year. And uh, Romania have this fantastic history of just um, you know every generation finding a swimmer. Um, you saw Kazlaru in. Um, you know, Sydney 2000 picked up two gold and then Potec in, in 2004 um, with the gold in the 200. And then now it's this next generation. And um, the only problem is it's that 100-200. It is an epic field. And if you are off by, you know, this much, if you're having a bad day, if you've got a cold, if you're not ready to go, someone else is going to take that title from you. You know what I'm, you know what I'm sensing though, and and I sense this from Thorpey, you know, years ago because I was around him so much. I just get the sense that there's a lack of ultimate happiness, right? Like it just seems like he's having to kind of fulfill this destiny. He's having to kind of 
live up to everybody's hopes and expectations. And with that comes an enormous pressure, like you said, but they, I don't see him smiling very often. And, and again, I'm only seeing what everyone else is seeing from the outside in. So was there any time where you got to see him away from what we see where he was actually smiling and happy and joking and having, having any fun at all? Yeah, I think he's very, um, he's very cautious in front of the cameras. Um, and, and that's for sure. And I think, um, and Thorpey was always the same. Um, you had to keep your, um, you know, your, your group pretty tight to you. Um, um, those that you can trust and, um, you know, and maybe even today, like Thorpey still has, um, some trust issues, you know, hanging over from that. Who can he really trust, um, in his life? Um, but you know, for David, uh, it's there for him. And he's certainly, um, you know, when he's training, when he's around his training partners, um, he, he does enjoy, you know, he does enjoy himself, but you've got to come out. It's, he's, he's famous. It's like being a movie star, sports star. When you come out your front door, you've got to put that, you've got to put that face on. And they, um, they definitely appreciate him. Um, and I, I, he's a big thinker. That's for sure. He, he thinks about everything he does. And sometimes I think much like Thorpey as well, and maybe McAvoy as well. They're their own harshest critic. He's like he's so he doesn't need anyone else to tell him, mate, that that wasn't right. That he knows it. He knows it every time. Um, and that he's super analytical. Um, he thinks about everything he does. So um, yeah, it's it, no doubt that it's a <laughs> the whole nation is riding him on to next year. Um, and it's yeah, it's gonna be uh, <laughs> if he does get it and he manages to deliver, it's it's gonna be extra special um, due to that pressure. But it, it definitely makes me appreciate what Thorpey was able to deliver, especially in Sydney 2000. You're talking about a kid that grew up, you know, 10 kilometres down the road from where, you know, from Homebush, where he won, you know, those gold medals. To be able to do that, in, like, in your own backyard, um, you know, you look back and be like, man, Thorpey was unbelievable. What's crazy yeah. is that it's like a different world, though. Like, there was no, no one had cell phones back then. You know, like, he, he could kind of, like... It wasn't mm. like he was getting messages every freaking second. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I did want to get Sonny's perspective because you you put up a little video there about like, hey, has David Popovich, like, has he peaked a little too early? I want to get Sonny's perspective too in a second, uh, but I wanted to also reiterate, like, wasn't there a tweet that went out something about you eating a hat, Sonny? Don't, don't, don't you have to hold him to that? Yeah, yeah, I got I to gotta eat a cap. Yeah. I, I thought he looked really good in, in semis. I was like, man, this guy's, uh, he was nose breathing after the 200. He went 142.0. He's the top seed. I'm like, if this guy doesn't win it, this, I'm going to eat my cap. And of course, all the British guys, they uh, they can't wait to see me uh, throw a little uh, steak sauce on that bad boy and start ripping into it. Yeah. It's because um, it's because you got a full sense of security because all the British boys had to go all in in the heats. They had mm. to, because of the two-panation rule. And um, that's something worth talking about. Like, it's a really fun rule for like a meet of this sort of standard, but it also just means you get super slow people in the semis when you're losing out. But that meant the British boys, both uh, Jimmy and Matt went 141 in the heats. Then they just like took it easy in the semis, went 142, Popovich gets lane four, and then they just smoked him, smoked him in the final. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see Nate eat this hat and he's going to do it on this show. Get the hat ready. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, the, why is he um why well, is he still studying? This is like what we heard six months ago, like uh it, in Fukuoka, like oh I'm 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 going to school. This guy's like supposed to he's 
supposed to be gearing up for the Olympics and we're still talking about going to school. Like I don't, this was no, what I, listen, was I reached out about. to him a couple of weeks ago. Somebody said, Oh, you don't talk about David anymore. I said, listen, I'm, I'm still the president of the fan club. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to mess with the rest of the field. You know, like I've got a soft spot for David. I know that, but the rest of the fields, these guys are world-class killers, mate. You know, like they're all good. I'm not, I'm not saying David's better than anybody. I'm saying I'm a fan. And I love what he's doing, but the, there's some there's some heat out there in the world right now in this 200 freestyle and the 100 freestyle. We we can talk about that at length on the women's side, the men's side. The 200 hundred are the deepest I've ever seen them in, in a long, long, long time. So, um, but you know, I reached out to David and he said, "Look, I'm I'm focused on my Olympic preparation for the next, you know, six to six to nine months type thing." So he doesn't want to talk to me. So I've tried, but. In, in in what I'm getting from him is he's locked in, he's all in, um, and he's putting all all of it into it. So like I think that I think now the studies are gone. I think every all the excuses are gone now. I think he's going into the mode of I'm going to be at my best at the Olympics, and whatever happens, happens. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's all systems go now. Seven and a half months until the Olympics, and if I was just him, I you know I'd probably contact Thorpey if I was the chlorine daddy and just. Just give him a give him a buzz and for everything outside the pool and just ask um, and just the things that he put in place um, to deal with you know all the expectation and everything that came outside because the being in the pool can sometimes be the best part because it's the one bit where you're not getting interrupted there's no distraction um, you just get to do your work so um, yeah I wouldn't be surprised if um, David reaches out to Ian because there's no one else that can really understand you know what he's gone through. You know, MP went through it uh, off the back of London. Um, the expectations there, but again, the US market's just so big that you can you can kind of get away from it, but you can't escape it in, in Romania. I want to um, ask Megs a question because she's sitting there ready to go, and I've got a question for her. So, Megs, you know, th- this idea of not talking to media, or not talking to anybody that's going to get your story out over the next ten months. I mean, I, for me uh, now. in the position that we're in, this is not good for swimming, right? Like when the best swimmers and coaches say, I'm not talking to the media. And this is, and again, we can take this back to, to Dressel a few months ago. It's progressing in now. It's spreading out into other athletes, other coaches saying they don't want to talk to the media. Like how are we supposed to move swimming forward if no one wants to talk? Yeah. I think it's hard. Um, I think it's actually a really tricky spot because I think they're trying to get their profile out as well as, you know, trying to have their brand. So, but at the same time, they don't want to put too, I think if you talk to the media, you're going to have too much pressure on yourself. And I think maybe coaches have a little bit to do with it, like not putting too much pressure, you know, telling your swimmers not to have too much pressure on yourself leading into an Olympic year. Um, You know, because we saw it with even, you know, if you remember James Magnuson coming into and um, the 2012 Olympics, he talked it up. He absolutely talked it up. He said, I'm going to win three gold medals and he didn't. So, and I think a lot of people took a little bit from that, um, that he, you know, maybe probably talked a little bit too much before the Olympics. So I, I, I don't think there's an answer. And I think, you know what, as swimmers, I think you need to kind of do what feels comfortable for you. Um, if, if you are comfortable talking to the media and if you're comfortable talking about what you're going to do, do it. If you're not, don't do it. Um, I don't think 
picking and choosing. You kind of can't say yes to one thing and no to the other. I think it's about what is comfortable for you as an athlete. Um, Obviously, you know, guided by some coaches and, and, and your head coach around what the kind of contracts and stuff are around a team. But you know, I don't, I don't, I think if you, if, if you're pretty confident and your personality, you kind of want to show that to people. You don't just want to be, you know, a swimmer kind of just a little bit boring and, and, and the same old stuff that comes out of swimmers. Yeah. Felt great. Can't wait. Yep. Not putting too much pressure on myself. The same things we hear every single time. Um, best thing I ever heard was Kaylee when she said, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Um, what, you know, that was like personality. Um, and I think, you know, there's no real secrets, right? Um, I think even if you're watching some people train, like, you know, Hawkey, you're pretty lucky enough to see some really amazing groups in Australia and what it, there's nothing to hide. Like there's no real secrets. Um, Mm -hmm. if you look at Cam McAvoy as well, he's putting it all out there. So I, I don't know what you're, you're trying to hide by not letting people in or not talking to people or, um, I can get social media, maybe a little bit different. So if you put like a cap of not, you know, having your DMs on or something on your, or not reading certain things on social media, I get that. Um, but you can talk to the media and, and still, you know, s- still not put pressure on yourself. Um, I think it's an individual thing. I don't know. I, I don't think there's an answer like for every single person, but, and I don't know why. If you, coming into an Olympic year, yeah, you don't want the pressure, but if your swimming's doing the talking, then you're going to kind of have that pressure anyway. So you may as well capitalize on, you know, a bit of media attention because swimming is, you know, it's not the number one sport in the world. So you kind of have to grab it while you can, right? It's Sonny, what's your thoughts on this, mate? Come on, you're in the media. I, I just look, I can't understand people to say stuff like this. 90% of elite swimmers are introverts. I mean, that's like a massive generalization without any evidence. I feel like or... that is not a fact. <laughs> that's yeah. not right. <laughs> I, I love how that's just been put there like, like 90%. 90% are introverts. I, it's, I think it's just the sport is so old school mentality and it's just like yeah. keep your head down, work hard, get on with it and um, mm. you know let your swimming mm. do the talking and not right. build the sport and, and this is this goes back to so many things that we're all talking about with Brett wearing his sprint revolution t-shirt and when, when, when we talk about these these things we're not talking about you know explicitly changing you know everyone's training methods we're just talking about how we can have more people want to do the sport how to make the sport cooler how to get more more eyes on the sport and we're doing a terrible job of that. And if swimmers don't talk and if swimmers don't show personality and if swimmers are too scared um, to say what they're really thinking about a situation, we end up with, tw- this is a fact, 12 people watching European championships and that's we're six of them. And there's only five of us here. <laughs> you know, like the numbers, are, the numbers are perfect. That's literally it. Um, it. It's sad, but no one, no one cares. Because it's it's boring, and if we don't make it better than boring, it will continue to be boring. Yeah. I don't know. We need to speak. Yeah, we, we used to have this. Um, we used to have this media manager um, named Ian Hansen, right? And he would manage us, <laughs> and he would tell us him. who to talk to, when to talk to, how to talk to them, right? Like, do they have that now, Kerr? Do they have people who are? And I'm not talking about management like it used to be. I'm talking about like getting kids educated on how to um, work with the new form of media. Do, do they have that, Kurt? Yeah, they still do some media training. Um, 
Um, I, I know that much. Um, and, I, and obviously, like Nate said, it's a different ball game now with social media. And at least you can control your own destiny a lot more. You can decide what you want out there and, and what not. So, you know, that's an exciting aspect of it. Um, I think for awesome is you've got to take control of your own destiny. And um, for uh, someone like David, uh, it's it's hard because he's, you've almost got to you've almost got to block it out because it's too much. Um, whereas everyone else is fighting for every inch of uh, attention they can possibly try and get. Um, you know, David's almost like it's all the requests and everything is just you, you've got to really um, you kind of be careful about not overdoing it. And I think that was the same with Thorpey as well back in the day. It's just so so many requests. I, I think the one thing for all swimmers watching out there as well is the media is divided into two uh, two parts. There's the people, the swimming media, the people that follow your careers, the people that are sports writers. They write about. They're not gossip writers. They they don't want you know they don't want to know what's going on out of the pool. They want to know what's going on in the pool. They're interested in your results, in your training, in your prep, in in all these kind of things. Find out who those people are and speak to those people, you know? Everyone else, all the gossip stuff, all the fluff stuff, every all that kind of stuff, control. You don't have to do that, you know? Don't don't go down that well if you don't want to. But take care of the swimming media that, you know, that take care of you. That's the one thing that I would say that, to all the swimmers out there. Now, um, enough with David. We'll keep going with Euros, and we've got to get on to Dan the man, Dan Whiffen. Uh, you know, come on, dude, this kid. What a like what a meet. What a story, the entire thing. We'll play it on here, but like he comes in, 400 freestyle, first night, national record, 335, 13th fastest in history. He does the 1500 two days later, um, grabs his second win. He's under world record pace for a kilometer of the 1500. He finishes in 1409, only the what third fastest swimmer in history. And then he comes down last night. We haven't had an 800 or we haven't had a world record all year short course. And then he comes into this 800 freestyle and he, he, he swims it differently than I've ever seen him swim a race before. Normally he goes out really hard and then slowly fades, fades. And this one, he went out and he was just kind of building, building. And he got quicker as the race went on. And that record got further and further um, under the further he went as well. And then he comes down. You know, a 720.46 takes almost three seconds off Grant Hackett's record, um, you know, that he set 15 years ago at the Victorian State Championships. And, you know, this kid, his ceiling is, I don't know where it is. He's just phenomenal. And then the story that no one knows about this kid was that he was up all night the night before with food poisoning. He had like a few hours sleep. He was, you know, couldn't keep any food down. He rocked up. He didn't even know if he was going to swim the 800 final on the day of. That's how sick he was. So, well, like, what's he What's he got, this kid? Like, he's it's just a crazy swim. It was a great way to end the meet. A fantastic final night. And, uh, you know, it couldn't happen to um, a more lovely guy. And also, I think for Grant, you know, Grant Hackett's his idol as well. So, to do all that, um, you know, it was a very special, very special night for him. I have and two I think, oh, sorry, go on, Megan. No, no, and I think just back off that, um, talking to the media, isn't the Whiffen Swin, don't they have their own YouTube channel or mm. something like that? So, like, you've got a guy who's just broken a world record and he's not scared to talk to the media. Um, yeah. You know, he invites everyone, I think I watched it a couple of times, just to, to all their training camps and all the stuff that's going on. So, you know, if, if he can put it out there and still break world records, and he's trying to obviously better his own brand, I think it's, it's, it's really good for the sport. I, I feel like their YouTube channel is just 
sad though. Like they're someone who's doing a great <laughs> job and they've got 2000 subscribers. They're literally giving you behind the scenes of world-class training, yeah. well-produced, world-class training, well-spoken, well-put-together videos. And we, they have 2,100 people have pressed subscribe to them. I think it's the biggest tra tragedy in swimming. Like, they're someone that well, are trying, and they're being basically told no one really cares about that sort of stuff. People want, I know, goofy nonsense and not... A day in the life. Yeah, a day in the life. Like, like, I mean, they've done day in the life. They've done that anyway. But like, this is good stuff. They, their stuff's great, and people don't. Well, want you know what happens before you break a world record? No one gives a shit. And then after you break a world record, <laughs> somehow everyone starts to take notice. So maybe they'll they'll creep up a little bit. Well, I've, I've put their YouTube channel in the comments, so you can go and give them a follow if you don't already, because it's it's really good stuff and. They deserve it. Um, both Nathan and Daniel. Well, I wanted to say a few things on this 800. First of all, the 800 freestyle, this this swim is one of the, it's super impressive. If you look at any of the splits, it's insane. 148 last 200, 339.5 last 400. But the 800 freestyle on the men's side is probably, short course meters, is probably the least swum international event by a massive stretch. It is not swum on the world short course itinerary so it is literally swum internationally at the european short course that's the only meet it's internationally swum at outside of that it's like national championships where world records don't really get set all that much which is why that world record has stood so long and i'm not taking away from dan swim i'm just saying it's like an absurd anomaly event where it isn't swum at world meets and dan had the european record at 725 but then two europeans have been 724 an isl test event so it's like this really weird event that I don't know. It just doesn't really get much love and it isn't swum that, that much. No, when you look at like the top 10 performers, you're like, yeah, who are these guys? Henrik yeah. Christian, like Henrik Christensen's like in the top five, like ever, you know, like no offense to him either, but you're right. Like it is like the, I don't want to say it was the weakest world record out there, but there's a, there's reasons why Grant Hackett has held it for so long, yeah. even though we've had, a multitude of unbelievable distance swimmers from all these different countries. You know, Kevin Renshaw's given a little, uh, huh. you know, he, he, he's thinking like, oh, the, the distance events are in Paris are the ones to really watch. And, and, and he is right. Like, it's going to be phenomenal. Why doesn't it get swum at short course worlds? It used to be, you know, like it, it used to be the men swim the 1500 and the women swim the 800. Remember, it wasn't that long yeah. ago until they changed that rule even at the Olympics. So that, that that's like the biggest part of it. It just was like a, yeah. I don't want to say an equality thing, but it just is what it, what, what is what it was. Oh, maybe, maybe they oh, did okay. add it in Melbourne. Maybe I'm wrong as of the latest rendition. So, well, that means it's been swum at one world short course. So there we go. But so many more to come. There's loads yeah. of weird interviews though. Like this, this European short course meet has had the four by fifty relays forever. And if you remember, they only actually made world records for the four by fifty relay short course. What, like six years ago or something? Ten years ago? So the world best in the European Championship record in the four by fifty is a one twenty point seven from 08 from France, and the world record is a whole second slower from the American team. They, that like. The world record is a second slower than the European Championship record in the 4x50 freestyle. All right, who else impressed you? Well, I just want to finish with Dan as well. What makes him so good? And is he's got his brother. 
him and his brother, they're best mates. They get to do everything together. They travel together. They live together. They, you know, and to, to not, swimming can be lonely sometimes, especially being a distant swimmer. So to have your brother going everywhere is is so much fun. And um, I caught up with them at the airport at like 4 a.m. yesterday morning. Um, both of them, you can't tell either of them apart. It's, they're literally identical. It's a, I was at panic stations when I had to interview them post, um, post race because I was like, they're going to give me, they're going to like, they want to be more tricky. They could have, um, you know, sent me Nathan instead of Dan. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell. Um, but they, you know, they, they go back straight back into Birmingham, straight back into their training, um, you know, and straight into big, big weeks, whatever it is, 80K weeks or whatever they're doing. And then just a quick break back over to Ireland for for Christmas, and then straight back into it. They're going to Doha. They love it. He's like, I want the money. I want to. I want to beat everyone. I want to win as m- many races and get as much as I can. And he's, they're just these guys are a classic. Then the, and what we get wrong, um, and what people get wrong in the fitness world and the influencer world is it's you know the top athletes are not the ones all jacked up. Um, you know lifting lights out in the gym and can do all these amazing things um, on their little, you know, TikToks and, and this and that. It's it's the people that you don't realise. You know, these these two guys can walk down the street. You, you know, it's Revenge of the Nerds. You wouldn't even realise, um, you know, that Dan is a, is a world record holder. And this is, this is what, this is what athletes, real athletes are. The, the place that this guy can push himself to, um, you know, it's just unbelievable. Like the pain, how he can go to a dark place um, that, you know, to, to set that world record. Okay. Given it's, you know, it is what it is, the 800, but he already did a 400, a 1500 and an 800 in a six day meet. Mate. And he had done a, he, he come straight from Rotterdam long course where he'd done two 1500s and an 800 long course, like oh, yeah. two days he, before. He said, he said that at the airport. He said that was a mistake. <laughs> I run it down. <laughs> Didn't look like a mistake. <laughs> you were, we were saying about media stuff earlier. You know, Dan was buzzing. I think he made 30 grand from this meet, 10 grand from the world record. He got high FINA points from the European short course, which was like maybe another 10 grand, throwing the three goals. He, he's come away with like 30 grand. And coaches who don't want their athletes speaking to media and doing the media stuff and the socials and don't want them going to all these meets at the end of the day at world championships there's probably like a one and a half million or whatever the overall prize purse is for that meet why on earth would you not be saying to your swimmers go and make some freaking money like when you quit this sport you become a nobody you don't have any real world experience you're gonna gonna get a, a base salary go and make money for winning swimming races while that's an option and people like dan whiffin and some of the athletes i've had the, the pleasure of working with really do get that and that's why the ones who are at doha they're the smart ones they're the ones that are gonna have have you know money in their pockets when they retire because outside of your leather keys and your dressels and maybe your, your titmuses they're not going to have much money from this sport left when when they retire because it's an expensive sport and funding's poor and I'd go and take the money at Doha and, and European short course and all this. Like, it's all good doing it traditional, but go and make some money. Well, why are we, um, you know, it's 7, 7.30 in the morning for me. It's, it's all sorts of different times for everybody on this. What, why aren't we just doing this privately? Why aren't we having this conversation privately? Because we're not, we're not in a sport that um, is just about performance. We're, we're in a sport now. And, and I think this is the way that all sports are looking at this is we're in entertainment. And so I'm getting up at six o'clock in the morning preparing for a show to talk to people all around the world about swimming because we're in entertainment. We want people to come and listen. We want people to be excited. We want people to join in the conversation. 
we want fans to feel attached and 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 build this brand that swimming is is now a, a world sport right like and and people are connected to it and people care about it if we if we don't do this if we don't talk and if they don't talk nobody cares nobody will watch nobody is 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 attached to this sport so look we're doing the same is i'm uncomfortable i don't love getting up at 6 a.m to do live shows it's not the first choice of of the things that i want to do every day but it's part of the game we we should be doing this we we feel we have an obligation to be doing this there should be more people doing this i'm trying to encourage a lot of people this this whole thing is just part of the game this is part of the the push to bring more eyeballs to swimming get people to talk about swimming to to have some sort of attachment to something. So look, I think we all have a responsibility. We as a small group here, we are doing our part. I think it's responsibility of all of us in swimming to do more of this. And I think the athletes need to figure this out quickly because uh, I, I just think it's wrong that I've been shut out of programs in the past couple of weeks. I've been told I'm not you know, people don't want to talk to me. And and all I'm doing is trying to push the sport forward. I'm just trying to share stuff. And this and listen, there is stuff that I don't share. I can tell you that. I know a lot of stuff about a lot of people. I know I get a lot of videos. I take a lot of videos and I don't share everything. And even when I'm in these programs, I say, let me film this and let me not show that. So like there's stuff that is kept private. That's fine. I get that. But not talking to the media for nine, 10 months at all, not telling you know how how are things going just generally uh i just think i think there's wrong and um i think it's our responsibility to change that you know yeah good one 100 we're in the sports industry and more than that we're in the entertainment industry and that's my whole income is based on trying to turn swim meets into you know wwe nightclubs you know <laughs> so <laughs> it's good fun um okay keep it going here from euros um we've been done Let's do this one. Uh, from the we'll from the one. from the longest to the shortest. We're gonna do proud. Yes, do it. Okay, proud. Ben Proud. Here we go. Nate 53, 20.18. He's what two one hundredths off the world record um, from Dressel. He takes 08 off Flo Manadu's European record from 2014. And this was almost like watching McAvoy at long course worlds. He wins this by so far, it is just ridiculous. It is daylight first. It's proud first, sorry, daylight second, and like he just mm. wins it by a mile. Brett, what's going on here, Brett? You know sprint freestyle. What's happening here? Uh, it's just complete domination. What you have is a man that is completely focused on swimming as fast as he possibly can in one event. Ben Proud doesn't swim, you know, anything other than maybe a fifty butterfly because he's strong and powerful and and can connect it. Um, so he can he can swim a decent fifty fly, but I wouldn't even imagine that he's spending too much time training for that because it's not an olympic event uh, and until they uh, justify it with an olympic gold medal which they should by the way uh ben proud won't spend too much time focusing on the 50 fly but this man puts all his time and attention on a 50 freestyle cam mcavoy has shaken his foundations a little bit and said okay if you want to compete next year you better step up your game from what i understand ben's made some adjustments with his coach james gibson and here we are today he is now dominating the uh, European championships and possibly creating separation between himself and Cam McAvoy as the only two people next year who can win the 50 freestyle at the Olympic Games. There's only two right now. 
there's, there's no one else. And, and whether you like to hear that or not, that's the way it's going. That's the way it's gone so far. Ben has now put himself in the conversation with Cam McAvoy to say, who are the, who, who's going to win this gold medal between these two people? It was a very similar situation. It feels very similar to what I had back in 2009 with the Fred Bousquet and, and Cesar Cielo, where they created separation with the rest of the world. And this is what we have now, two people that are focused on swimming as fast as they possibly can. Uh, and I'm talking holistic. I'm talking about the whole thing. I'm not talking about just what they're doing in the pool. They are taking care of every single detail that enables them to swim fast. And if you want to study it, if you want to dive into the sprint revolution, then talk to people like uh, like James Gibson, who can give you, um, and then Tim uh, Tim Lane, who is um, Cam's coach. So like there there are people out there that are just focused on getting people to swim really fast, and that's what Ben's doing. We individualize training in the pool, so why not individualize your nutrition? Erica Biney of Biney Wellness Building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. Group discounts are available, so go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney, B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it at the World Championships with McAvoy, half a second victory. Um, and same in the women as well, like Sarah, half a second, um, you know, over Shana. And and the same again with Proud. And and the thing here with Proud and Great Britain as well, this was a this was a fantastic meet for Great Britain. And I had a good chat with Mel Marshall, you know, National Centre um, lead coach as well. And she, in the brief chat that we had, I, I talked to her about the mentality of the Great British team coming into... Um, this meet in Euros and what you get out of it. You bring a strong team in. Um, and like Sonny said, those heats in the morning, everyone else is having a holiday to get to the semifinals, not the British team because they're going against each other, only two per nation to make those semis. So they're swimming super fast in the mornings as well. And it just a competition, uh, a race within a race. And that lifted them up. And that's why they, you know, they got, they got more out of that Euro short course than any other nation. Um, and there were some great performances uh, across the nations, but you look at Great Britain, you know, you know, Duncan Scott's 200 IM was epic, a 150 point. Um, you know, Matt Richards taking that 200 free. Um, you know, uh, Jacob Peters in the 50 fly was was epic also. And then, you know, James Guy, what about him? Like second in the 200 free, um, a 141-1. Like that's the first time he's had an individual podium placing in, in like seven years. So great result from him. Luke Greenbank was back for them as well. And then the women, you know, Freya Anderson looked brilliant, the 200 free. Anna Hopkin, Medi Harris won the 200 back. Abby, And then the veterans, like the likes of Abby Wood, Katie Shanahan, um, Imogen Clark, Freya Colbert had a, a great meet as well. So Great Britain, um, you know, they're reinventing themselves. And like, um, you know, Mel said, adapt or die. And they are adapting and they're finding a way. And they look they look to brilliant there in Budapest oh sorry in um in Romania not a penny can we go back to this Ben Proud thing real quick though yes like what, what is he what is he doing different uh, I, I look I, at the size of his arms 
Like I know, but the picture? pull the picture look, up. He's he's changed a lot of stuff, is what I was told. Okay, like rebuilt the whole stroke from the ground up. I think is what I heard. Okay, like what what exactly is he doing differently? From first of a all, few months first ago? of all, he has control of his stroke. Get on, um, get on James Gibson's, uh, you know, Instagram uh, uh, Instagram today, and have a look at the video that he just posted of Ben swimming slow. We we talk often about swimming fast. You can't swim fast with control unless you know how to swim slow with control and nobody's doing it better than Ben proud right now. Get on that Instagram and check out that slow controlled swimming from Ben. And, and I talk about this all the time, the dry armpits, Ben is doing uh, a phenomenal job of getting that shoulder up and over and connecting at the front. Everything is placed to perfection. He is connected uh, perfectly from fingertips to the bottom of his toes. Everything is connected. Everything is working together. Everything is lined up. Um, and he has just really perfected the stroke. And, and what he does is he swims slow with perfection, and then he builds speed on top of that. So his, his slow straight arm freestyle looks just like his fast straight arm freestyle except he's got tempo he's got speed added to it so his hands are moving faster his feet are moving faster but technically he looks exactly the same as when he swims slow as when he swims fast especially with the, with the straight arm so ben is uh has perfected the technique uh and that's where a lot of people go wrong they just think it's about speed and power and aggression pulling water as hard as they can ben has learned to feel the water very much like an Anthony Irvin who has had tremendous success in this event, right? And they just touch the water. They feel the water rather than pulling and grabbing at the water. So you can start there, first of all. It looks like in his technique, his left arm is a lot straighter than his right arm. Is that is that his technique or is it meant to be, or is that just the way he's obviously a little bit more, maybe a little bit more flexible? Because his start yeah, and maybe. turn is underwater is amazing. And his technique, I don't know if you can get that video up again, Nate, but his left arm is definitely a lot straighter. Is it? This is the 100 free, sorry, isn't it? It's this one we want. Yeah, I noticed this as well. Um, I've not noticed this much with Ben on the on the, on the the balance side. I'm normally finding really balanced, but I, especially on the way back, you really can see his right arm doesn't rotate quite as much. And you can even see it ends up coming in a little bit closer to his center line because it's... Yeah. Not got that same range hit i think it's towards the end you really yeah yeah right there <laughs> gets but a little shorter again, right yeah. yeah a little bit shorter and he's just underwater i think he's improved he's underwater a lot because he held a like probably six underwater kicks off that turn no one creates the velocity off that turn i mean he just crushed yeah. the guys on his left and right he was crazy so he's not He's not beating Shabo by much, but he still is beating everyone on the first underwater. Mm. Then he pulls away on the swimming. He makes much more separation on the swimming still. Oh, this Goes is a little cool. sideways on the turn and then game over, right? Up at, up at about 11, 10, 11 metres there. Mine's just all grainy. I can't see nothing. Oh. Yeah. But I think uh, Hawkey's right with um, James Gibson as well, is that you took Proud to a level. 
And you got to that level and we, we, we peaked it. We maxed it. We couldn't take it any further. We had to deconstruct it down a bit to build it back up. And it's gone up back and beyond. And, and, and I think that you can't be afraid to do that once you, you feel like you've reached a, a certain point to be to come down, back off it and, and tweak a few, a few things and sometimes tweak a lot of things and, and make some sometimes some small changes can make, you know, big results. And uh, so you guys need me to get James on the podcast. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we, well, we, I'd love to have him back on. But you, Kurt, you're exactly right, because you took the words kind of out of my mouth. Like there's a story from a previous podcast with James on there where he rebuilt flows entire stroke six weeks out from the olympics you know like he's not scared to do that with his athletes and he's doing it he's obviously done it here again with ben proud stroke rebuilding it and now he's done a swim where he's 0.02 off the fastest ever you know it's um unbelievable it's exciting really exciting for him all right who else impressed you um okay, we all talk we've about- talked about are, we've only talked about dudes Okay, mm. we'll get, give me one more dude, Where's and then we'll the get gals? to the get to the women. Oh, let's go women. Um, let's go women now. We, right, we've got to talk about Noel Ponty before we move. Yes, on thank you. He, this dude from Switzerland, like one lovely guy, but he comes he comes here to this meet and he just turns it on. You know, um, championship record in the hundred fly, fifth fastest in history, goes forty eight six. Then he rocks up um, an European record in that one hundred fly. Um, 48.47, equal third fastest in history. Uh, he reminds me of Chad LeClos and the underwaters and what you can tell a bit like um, um, a bit like how we've seen in the past with LeClos and how he dominated um, short course for so long and a bit like we saw with um, Leon Marchand in that 400 IM, that final turn. A final turn in any race can show you um, how skilled and how disciplined a swimmer can be. His depth and how long he stays under the water and he, how far he pushes it to 15 on that final lap is um, is a great example of what a talent he is. So he wins the 51, 200 butterfly triple. Um, he then, um, after swimming that um, incredible um, race in the 50, where he, what, he misses the world record by 0.04, 2179. He has to get out of the water and swim the 100 IM the very next race. So he's on a, literally on a one-minute turnaround. So he swims the semi of the 100 IM after almost breaking the world record in the 50 fly. He swims a really smart race. He comes down. Um, he just misses qualification. And then Chekon gets disqualified. Well, Chekon had a mare of a meet, and we can talk about that as well. But um, he gets his second disqualification, misses out. So he finishes equal eighth. He goes, does his medal ceremony. He comes back. He wins the swim off. He gets into that final of the 100 IM the next night. Unfortunately, he finishes runner-up. But he was um, – the Romanians loved him. I thought they were going to give him honorary citizenship for, for Noah Ponte <laughs> because he just – mate, he, everything he did, he just did it with a smile on his face. And um, I, we knew he was good, this kid. I, I didn't think we knew he was uh, uh, this talented. And um, if he can take that form to long course, then it's going to be – you know, he's going to be right there on the podium. Um, he's, he's got an Olympic medal. Yeah. Long course, yeah. But I, I mean, no, I, I, I I still feel what you're, you know, what you're saying here. Like, I think now, to me, watching him swim, especially in the fifty, for whatever reason, who who's gonna beat this guy? Dressel, maybe. But man, this dude is uh, he's he's he's. I don't want to say he's my pick, but man, he's he's my. And pick. he's got mistakes, and he's the first to admit he's got some mistakes in him. Um, and he's he he knows he's got stuff 
you know, everyone's got stuff to work on, that's for sure. But still with his stroke, his stroke count and his breathing, um, he knows that he's still working on some things. So I, I think, yeah, he's got, he's got a lot he, He's smooth. He's so smooth. And people are going to say, how can I say Dressel in 100 fly, but then I don't say Dressel in the 53? Because there's a clear difference here. Dressel's fly looks amazing right now. He's in hard training and he's swimming fast. His fly, his freestyle looks terrible. He's in hard training and he's not swimming fast. So that's the difference between why I can say Dressel in the 100 fly and not Dressel in the 50 or 100 freestyle because uh, I th I still think Dressel is the man to beat in, in that 100 butterfly event until proven otherwise. He's he's the guy that can go 49 and just dominate the world. And I, and I do love what Noah Ponte is doing, you know, here, but I mean – it, it really doesn't matter how good you look short course because you've got to do it long course. And and he's done it in, in a sense before where he's got that bronze medal. But I still think Dressel is the man to beat in 100 Butterfly until proven otherwise. Well, I mean, and what Sonny, about Temple just sneaking that, through you? in Japan? What about Temple just <laughs> dropping a 50.2, you know, yeah. off the tools? Mm. We'll go for a little yeah. holiday in Japan and I'll I'll give you a 50.25 fifth fast to swim in history like – Man, mm. there, the mullet is, man, he was mad there in Japan. And that, mm. if he can replicate that, I can't see why Temple can't go sub 50 next year. How many, uh, how many, yeah. how many medals at international meets, barring Commonwealths, has Matt Temple got in the 100 butterfly? None. He's just such an None. asset. None. And, and how, how long has he been going 50.4? Like five years. He went 50.4 at trials. He's a classic Australian guy that smashes trials. And then adds a second at the major meet. Damn. That's what Aussies do. That's what Aussies do. It's the Aussie way. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Can we just can we get that in full screen? Say say that again, Sonny. Say that again. Goes how's how's the chat on Sonny? Like the you know, the Brits go all right at a short course Euro. Like, don't worry that Australia won at the world world long course where it actually counts. Who won the short course? GB or Australia? GB. There it is. We're not even we don't that's Australian. He didn't pick up any medals. Oh, Sonny, I'm just surprised you're not Team Temple with a mullet like that. You know, I thought yeah. you guys were on the same squad. You know, I, I, I love Matt. Matt Temple's a great guy. No, he does. Like Matt, that, I watched that swim. It was extraordinary. It really was yeah. extraordinary. But he, he, don't forget, this guy's been 50.4. Was it Tokyo Trials? Like this is a guy that's been on that level for so long, and just he just doesn't show up at international meets. He got a silver. Mm. He got a silver at. At Commonwealth Games, so I'm not taking anything away from him. And he's got more relay medals than most people ever will get a swim. But he's just not done. I think he's changed point. coaches. I, I do think he's changed coaches in the last um, six to twelve months. So can somebody confirm that for me in the chat? Does it, if anyone knows, um, I'm is pretty Dan, sure. Now, right? What is he down in Adelaide now? Yeah, no, I think. He, right? he was already. He was there training. He's been in Adelaide. He's a long been time. in Adelaide a long time. Well, no, I thought I think he's changed coaches. Like, I don't think he's with the same person as he was in Tokyo. Okay, Australia's we'll asleep, you know, they're all asleep right now. Yeah, there with Bisho down in Adelaide, yeah, alongside Chalmers. And I, the, yeah. the, the one part quickly on that where they get a little win as well is they get out of Adelaide and they go up the sunny coast and get training there at St Hilda's as well with um Ash Delaney and right. have some good time up there. Gets get some vitamin D because um, they're all good mates. They're all super close. Go to um, go see, you know, go to Australia Zoo, 
go see the Irwins <laughs> and, and check all that out. And, mate, Get on the and tour. Sort of having that balance to go up there, I think it helps them as well. So um, with the women here, Euro, uh, let's speak about the French women. Um, firstly, well, the newest French women, Anastasia Kerpich-Nikova, um, you know, was Russian and um, got that French citizenship earlier this year. Um, you know, she is just on a grind. Um, you know, she did the 4-8-15 triple two years ago in Kazan. Um, she lost um, She lost out one of those, but looked really impressive in the 1500, 15-21-2. Um, she's been threatening podium placings um, at long course. And I think in front of a home crowd now for France, she's going to be a big chance next year, 8-15. and 15. Um, Charlotte Bonnet, um, we talk about reinventing and coming back. She comes back. Um, I get it. It's only the 100 IM, but it's been, she's been around for so long and a bit like in the same mold as James Guy to be able to come back and, and get back to the top um, was a phenomenal effort for her. And she's worked so hard on her breaststroke in recent times. You can tell her breaststroke's really up for it. So it was great to see Bonnet there. Um, Beryl Gastadello, uh, we know what such a talent she's been. She's had such a, you know, a tough, um, you know, 12 months, her passing of her mother um, to come back. Um, for her now to push, um, you know, it is nothing more inspiring than having a, a home Olympics. And that's really going to push, um, you know, these swimmers. They want to be a part of it and they're going to lift for it. Um, they've got that extra funding. And I had um, some good chats with um, Jacko Viharan as well, who's now the French national team director. Um, and he's really excited by the prospects of, of this French team next year. Um, Pauline Mayhew as well um, was, was brilliant in the women for, for France, and then um, you know, with the men, um, you know, speak about Grousset, man, that guy, he could he could really turn it on next year. His hundred free was brilliant there in in Romania, and then got so some good. good distance, yeah, got some good distance swimmers there as well. Um, Damien Jolie um, was solid. Um, Maywin Tomac, if he can transform that short course to long course, um, you know, he's a, a fantastic backstroker, and then you throw in the relays as well. So France looking pretty good. They they would have left that meet pretty pretty stoked, um, pretty stoked with how they went. Why didn't Leon swim? Anyone know? He's doing college NCAA's yards. Yeah, not necessary. Oh, not needed. Too busy. Oh, too busy doing yards. Yards is really important because you can get yeah. a American it's really important. That is actually <laughs> the best thing ever, isn't it, Nate? He's, he's also been really sick too. I heard so he's, you know. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but he's training, he's American baby. now. He's yeah. training. He's not training sick. Did you see that meme I made? No. It's like uh, <laughs> that that little guy, and he's like, hey, I made this. And then he gives it to the guy, and the guy looks at it, and he goes, oh, I'm, I made this. <laughs> but I made a French and then an American flag, so it looks like uh, the Americans made it. Uh, it's good. Uh, uh, you got to so see it. Yeah, France going to be okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was impressed with the Netherlands as well. The Netherlands were good too. Tess Schouten, 200 breaststroke. Um, that was a good swim. Yeah, that was a, yeah, good. Great was a solid swim. 216. Um, Jeff Omova. Jeff yeah, Omova um, was great, yes. 103. That, that yeah. 100 breast, Benny went out like a rocket. And then Jeff yeah, Omova. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Omova was like 16. Like Ifimova. Ifimova. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Or is the J silent? Is that a silent J? Yeah, silent. Jalapeno. First ever Estonian to win a uh, European title. There we go. Yeah, I was on the bus oh, to the airport yeah. with um with Efimova and she is tall. She's tall too. Got great height. Um, and she swims her races a lot more mature than her age. Um, she she's one of those people that just has fantastic pacing. 
Um, and you know, like um, Sunny said, she um, she bided her time against Pilato and then really cooked her in the last twenty five. Um, was consistent. Um, Tessa Gillet was good as well. Um, yeah, the Netherlands look okay. Casper Corbo and obviously Arno um, Kominga in the in the breaststroke. So they're gonna have you know they're, they're going good. And then I'd say the Italians as well. Um, what they turned it on the last night, the Italians, like six gold medals on the final night. Um, you know, Alberto Rizzidi in the 400 IM mm. was outstanding. Maresi's Mar- a bad dude. He's a bad dude. That 100 free is going to be so good. I can't, I can't wait. Um, yeah, the, they look good. Martin Nangi, the, the Tulio brothers, um, Marco and Luca, um, Sarasiolo. Like Italy's got some depth. Obviously, Pilato is you just forget how young um Benny is. She, you know, she was so good at such a young age, and she already has so much experience. And um, you know, she's already on that Olympic team. So her and, and Quarterella, obviously. She's just like a Olympic one-trick pony, though. That's the problem. Medals. You how know, is she, like, she won the world title in the hundred breaststroke long course? How yeah, that yeah, that's that's one event, Sonny. That's she one event. That's all I'm saying. In the 50. World champ in the 100. Oh, my gosh. Bro, they don't swim the 50s, bro. They don't swim the 50s at the Olympics. She's the world champion in the 100. Yeah. McAvoy's only got one event. Benny's the got Amer- one event. He's a one-trick pony. The American wants her to do yards. She doesn't do enough yards for Nate. Oh. 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 Jeez, they're fired up today. She's got one event. <laughs> what what, what um, event? got one event. What is her so girl? the Italians are um, the Italians look good, and the Swedes too. You know the Swedes without Sarah, um, they've got that uh, they've got that next generation coming through. Um, experience in Louise Hansen, Michelle Coleman, um, Michelle um, Coleman, Sophie Hansen's there as well, and Sarah Junovic is uh, she's she's a talent. We saw at the World Short Course last year what she can do, and um, it's it's always intriguing for a nation like Sweden when history repeats, and obviously Sarah's. Um, Sarah's at the top right now. She she can't swim forever, even though like we'll see how far she can swim for, and she might swim for a little while longer. But don't worry, Swedish swimming fans, the next generation is is looking pretty good as well. So we're talking about all these European countries. Do, does Europe stand up next year and and start collecting yeah. medals at the Olympic Games? <laughs> hard to hard to tell on the back of um, a, you know a short course meet, um, but I think when the Olympics are in Europe. When they're in France, it's always obviously going to give the French team a massive boost, um, and you'd be pretty hard to write off those. And um, name yeah, one I, I girl think be that a... was at this European meet that's going to win a gold medal. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's what I'm saying. See, I, yeah, you, I'm you with just, you. I'm you with laughed you. at me when I said that, and then you reiterated it with exactly what I was saying. That's a good question. That's a good question. No, I don't think there is any. But it's so, uh, so women's swimming's never no, been Europe stronger. Not stand up next year and do anything. Women's well, swimming is all and Australian. Women's swimming is all American and Australian and Evgenia Chikanova. And Sarah. And Sarah, yeah. And Sarah. Yeah. They're, it's, it's, they're the only two Europeans, Evgenia and Sarah, that can win medals, gold medals, individually. Yeah, Europe's a little... Ooh. I mean, when you when you that's go down... That's sad. Yeah, Europe is not... The women are not... That's what I mean. Europe's right a big place with a it's lot huge. of little countries. What's going on? God, that's terrible. When you look at the men's side and the women, there's not one obvious gold medal threat on the entire women's side of Europe. Yeah, yeah, Sarah, 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 other than Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, Sarah yeah, and a bit. They weren't at this meet. I'm, I'm talking about at this meet. Yeah, at this meet, exactly. At this They're meet, in a yeah. rebuilding phase. Ruta, Ruta wasn't at this meet, but yeah, Ruta can be, Ruta can be thrown in the mix. Absolutely, Ruta's. Yeah, sorry, Ruta. Yeah, Ruta yeah, wasn't at the meet. Yeah, 
She was um, sure, of course. Anyone else? Outside to Ruta Sarah Evgenia, three women in Europe could win Olympic gold. Who else we got? Who else we missing here, guys? Come, Come on, on, it's got to be another woman. Come on, we, we must be being stupid. Distance. We must be doing being stupid. Wow. I wouldn't put my money on anyone. I'm going through the strokes on my head and I can't yeah. think of any. Well, who are you thinking like? Um, Efimova. Like, she's got to come up against Ruda. She's probably a bit too young. Like, Freya Anderson. She's no. just not on the level of the Aussie we can eliminate. You can eliminate all of freestyle. Freestyle's yeah. gone. gone. And yeah. backstroke. Um, Actually, no. Backstroke. You know, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah 50 freestyle. 50, yeah. 50, definitely. Yeah. Um, Pilato, like, Poisson is a better short course swimmer than she is long course. Gastadello just isn't at the level. Samanova in the 200, she's just not at the level. Um, Hansen and Coleman, they're like, it's sprint freestyle. Oh, that German girl that does the 10K. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Open water counts. Yes. <laughs> wow. Not in the pool. Come on. <laughs> well, talking of women, there's some fast women in Australia right now. Hey, Megan. Oh, absolutely. Um, Queensland States are on uh, in Brizzy. And there's been some really, really quick swims. Um, I think the the pick though has been Max the Man um, in the in the men's side. He just he dropped a one forty four seven today on the uh, the four by two relay. So he led off the relay. So he's the second fastest Australian man in history, obviously behind Ian Thorpe. So only the third man to go under that. Uh, Clyde, I think it was Clyde. Uh, as when it went under 145 as well. Not at that meet, but he's been under it. So he goes up to second. And he's only a young dude. He's um, from Tasmania, moved up. He trains at, uh, I'm pretty sure, which with uh, Richard Scarce at Miami. Miami, Miami yeah. 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 So, um, you know, trains alongside Alex Graham, um, Jenna Strosh on the Australian team as well. So that's probably the pick of the swim, I think, at those Queensland champs already. But, you know, it's it's a bit weird. Some of them are really um, attacking a lot of volume of events. So mm. St. Peter's seem to be going for everything. Like Molly O'Callaghan, she swam the 100, the 200, the 400 IM. She swam the 100 back. She swam the 100 fly. Um, Molly O went under 410 for the 400 freestyle. And then she came back and went 53 low in the 100 freestyle after swimming the 100 fly as well. So she's swimming everything. But I think the, the pick for the girls, I think, would be Kaylee. Um, she dropped a 57.7 in the 100 backstroke, not too long after getting third in the 200 freestyle. 200 freestyle was, um, she went 156.1, which is solid. Um, and then a 200. Yeah, not bad for the eighth Australian girl <laughs> or something. Yeah, not too bad, but uh, she went 57.7 in the 100 backstroke. So she broke that, you know, she's broken that world record this year in that 100 backstroke. So 57.7 after 200 freestyle on those legs is serial killer is back and she is ready to dominate again. And she went that 200 IM, the final tonight. Um, she went 207, what'd she go? 207.5. Yeah, 207.5 for that 200 IM. So I... And I think I said it to you guys. I'm actually calling Kaylee McEwen to break the world record in the 200 IM. There's what is absolutely the world 2061. 2061. Mm. And I absolutely believe she can. She got second. Kaylee McEwen got second in the 100 breaststroke at Queensland Champs. Went 107. Where is she? Well, she went 107.4, which is not outstanding. But for, for Australians at the moment, there's not <clears> too much happening. 
Um, Chelsea, you know, Chelsea Hodges is coming back from injury, so she's got to get a little bit faster. And um, Jenna Strosh won that just 107.3. So not super sizzling splits for the 100 breaststroke, but she doesn't really have a, a bad stroke, Kaylee McEwen. You know, we know she can swim backstroke, breaststroke, freestyle. Part of Butterfly is probably her weakest leg, but, you know, coming off the start, fresh, um, first, you know, first one down. But I, I, I think she can go a 200 IM world record. So... I'm backing her. But Molly O as well. Molly O had a really good, solid 200 free. She went 154.3. It was her first one of the championships. So she was fresh. 154.3. So I I can't see anyone beating Molly in that 200 freestyle. I really can't. Siobhan. Siobhan. I'm going to Yeah. Yeah. She's probably that, – that, that might be a nice battle because they both have a lot of speed, which is good, and they both – you know, are really controlled in their pacing. But um, Ariane Titmus, really good to see her. She obviously came back after some major surgery um, and she's back in the pool and she seems just to um, kind of, yeah, be back pretty pretty happy. And she's not swimming super fast, but she swam the 100, the 200, the 400, the 800, all in three days. So her fitness obviously is coming back. Um, you know what happens when you do that? You get well, sick. Yeah. Watch, watch, watch what's next. Sickness is next. But talking it's, about it going sounds fast. really smart. It sounds really intelligent. Sounds really cool. I think it's really stupid. You know, to swim that many events in that many days, you're just beating the hell out of your body, your mind. It's it's stupid. I don't care who I'm talking against. I'm gonna publicly say it. It's stupid to swim that many events. You're gonna get sick. Yeah. Is that how you get sick? That's how you get sick. Yeah, going out in the cold too. Oof. <laughs> do you think she's just trying? Do you think she's panicked a little bit though? Like, do you think she's that's why she's swimming so many events? Because she's I'm not blaming her underdone. at all. I'm no, 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 no. This I'm wasn't an Arnie thing. This is not a mod- this is a St. Peter's. This is a St. Peter's thing. They went yeah, in there and it thing. was a it was a load up, and that's what it was. And I don't agree with talking on that that they'll get sick, but I someone's think getting it was- sick. One of them. Well, this is the way it was. Like Molly swimming two hundred fly, two hundred back, fifty three. One of them getting sick. You know, one. pick and one. Like Meg said, Arnie off the back of um that, you know, dermoid cysts on her ovaries, which I heard was like a really complicated Painful. recovery process. You know, she's yeah. out of the water for two weeks, then had the next two weeks had to wear a floaty, and and that was quite frustrating for her. So uh, knowing Arnie and knowing her personality, she wants to be right back there straight away. Yeah. Um, and, no and the hardest thing is to rein her in, to try and like to, to rein her in. And so um just happy that, you know, she's back in like, like I said, a solid, solid meet for her. It wasn't mixed. Tired of settling for less than the best with your team's dry land program? Swim Strong Dryland is the answer you've been looking for. With world-class dry land programming for every age group, customized to fit your team's needs, nutritional coaching and education centered on the latest evidence-based research, leadership training and character development to promote an athlete-driven culture, sports psychology education and mental skills training, coaches' corners to promote collaboration, data-driven performance analysis, and an unrivaled family of athletes, coaches, and teams. Fast swimming starts here. Yeah, pretty good, though. Shana Jack, I think, surprised a few people. She went 52-7 in the 100 free. 24-0. Yeah, 24-0 in that 50. Um, So she's probably St. Peter's. She's probably got the most speed. Everyone else doesn't seem to. Kai Taylor didn't have that much speed. Um, Sammy Short obviously was there. He won the 400, 344. Elijah went 344 as well. Yeah, that so they was had good a nice, for him. That was a good yeah, nice for him. little battle. So 
you know, Shana Jack probably has the most speed out of St. Peter's and she's only doing the 50 hundred. So Kate Campbell had a good swim, she turned 53-2 in the hundred. So she's still, you know, hovering around that 53 mid low section. Um, Gotta go quicker than that if you want to make that team. I don't even know what time you're going to have to go to make. Can we we have a wager on who we think is going to make the two individual spots? Molly. Right now? We're going to do it right now? now. Okay. Oh, damn. This is tough. This is tough. I'm going Shana and Kate. Shana and Kate. That's my two. Shana and Kate. There it is. You're choosing Cowbell Kate over Molly (laughs) Oates? Shana and Kate. Molly Molly O for sure. Molly O is the definite winner. Nope. Kate and Shane are going to go out so quick, and Molly's going to try and come back over the past, over the top of them, and then come fourth. Gets a relay. <laughs> that, that's actually very likely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, still back Emma Emma McKeon. She obviously um, couldn't swim in the Queensland state, so she can't swim at this meet. She's got a an, in, a bit of an injury. She tore a, a tendon under a. Armpit bowl, hey, he said. So she just tore. She just tore something, and, and you're you're backing her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard Wait, um, she is I, the in, Olympic in champion. Defense, Come on. I heard it's a low. I heard it's a low grade tear. Yeah, it was. It was super precautionary. precautionary. Yeah. I think it was like a grade one, so Bit more soft, precautionary actually. than anything. She, she she was looking good on uh on on Brett's Instagram. Yeah. yeah she, was she looking got, good at training? I got Brett? more videos if you want to see her in action uh, a couple well, of weeks before the championship. Tell us, tell us a little bit about Bowley's squatter. Like, what was the dynamic? Because you've got some, you know, you've got some world record holders. You've got Cody Simpson in your, you know, Emma McKean, the star couple. You've got Kaylee McEwen and her boyfriend training there. Like, I feel like it's a pretty crazy squad. Like, what, and then they what had was the, the two, dynamic? Uh, the two Japanese swimmers there as well. Bowley's <laughs> yeah. so got his hands full. Well, give Cody a rap as well for his 51-6 and, you know, top 10 and fastest Australian all time and takes out, you know, faster than Jeff Hugel's ever swum. Yeah, 51-6. I think I – I'm, I'm not sure if he was fully rested. Bowley said that they had a bit of a drop taper a couple of days before. they had about before. three days. Yeah. Yes, I can't say what Cody was on, but it, it's, it's a good sign for Cody, 51-6, but he's going to have to go 50 point if he wants that second. Yeah, if that he wants chick that there. second she's, spot, she's swimming under Bowley. Rikako's, you know, Rikako is one of the best women swimmers of all time. Like her times are insane. If she gets yeah. back to her best, she could win Olympic golds. Yep, she's there. And then also they got the <laughs> four hundred IMA. What's his name? Dyer. Yeah, Dyer Sato. Yeah, he's yeah, there Sato? as well. Yeah, Dyer's everywhere, yeah. isn't he? He's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just renting out. Dyer just, yeah. just floats around the world. Dyer's just like, where's my train today? <laughs> well, I think he, maybe he's not too loved in Japan for various reasons. <laughs> Dyer spent time with Coley Stickles, sprint coach in America. Now he's now he's in, he's in Australia with Bowley. Oh, yeah. Now they had a little, I had a little super squad going on, which is good, yeah. and they're all, they're all. It's it's kind of a high performance group, which is nice, you know. And they're all yeah. working hard, and they're all got the same goal, and they're all working towards the same thing, right? It's just like everybody's moving in the same direction. There's no, I'm going to this meet, you're going to that meet. It's like we're here, and we're going here, and we're going to perform at this trial, this Olympic Games, and so like it just seems like everybody's on the same page. So it was nice to see a couple of workouts. Bolly just said, Brett go wherever you want, film whatever you want. And then I asked the athletes, I said, would you mind if I filmed? I asked Kaylee, I said, Kaylee, do you mind if I record your 
training. She said, not just make me look good. I said, I don't have to worry about that. You're making yourself look good. So it was, it was easy. So yeah, I just had free access to the whole squad. I was asking Bolly questions. I was able to take photos of the, the workouts that he was putting up. And um, yeah, I went into as much detail as I can. I've got, I put out tons of content already. I got more content it's, and it's really over just a 24 hour period, you know, where I just had this person doing this, 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 this. And I didn't even, I didn't even have time to film the Japanese swimmers. Uh, I was, I was mainly focused on the Aussies. And um, so, yeah, I got tons of, tons of stuff. It was, it was cool. Bowley's just one of those coaches who's very open and says, yeah, you can uh, film whatever you want. Go for it. You know? Very cool. Brett, do you know how fast Ricardo is? These are her PBs. 100 freestyle on course, 52.7. 200 freestyle on course, 154.8. 100 fly long course, 56.0. Okay, I agree with that. And 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 she is good. And I'll tell you this. When I watched practice, when I watched training, she was swimming with Emma McKeon. They were doing the same set, doing the same things. Emma was beating her in every single repeat of everything. Freestyle, butterfly, underwaters, turns. Emma was dominating this girl. And so wow. I just kept my camera on Emma. She was just too good. That's why Emma Emma and Molly are going to get that 100 spot next year. Emma and Molly. It's, yeah, it's my call. Kurt, what's your call? <laughs> Molly. <laughs> Molly, you just, that's his call. Who's Molly, second? Molly, Molly second. first and second. <laughs> I'm going to need more time. I'm going to need more time to give you the second one. Emma's oh. Emma's got wicked speed and, and and again like she just sits so high in the water. She she's perfecting that technique. Every stroke she takes is beautiful. She doesn't take a bad stroke even when she's swimming slow. Her slow swimming looks like her fast swimming. It's very precise. It's technical. It's perfect. Um she's just really focused on swimming as well as she can every single stroke. And then when she gets through like I I put her breakout in slow motion like her breakout is just perfection right it's like she just does things at exactly the right time her timing is on point in everything that she does and her speed is there so look it's very difficult to go past emma mckeon who is defending olympic champion in the 50 Double. and the 100 freestyle mm. to say Never that right off a champion i, I think yeah, it's gonna to come down Molly to the day shana are gonna get it over her i think it's i think that's uh, very premature You've got to be on on that on that day. Like if you're off, like same what we're saying before. Mm. If you're off, if you're a little bit sick, if you're not feeling it, you're gonna miss. Mm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But Tommy um, Neal swam pretty well as well. Tommy <coughs> Neal trains with Sammy Short. He went one forty five in the two hundred free, one fifty seven in the two hundred IM. So that was pretty solid. Good, yeah. And um, yeah, four hundred IM, four thirteen. So Tommy's. Tommy's pretty well. And, then, and a young 16-year-old, Jacqueline Barclay, trains out at St. Peter's Western. She went 208.7 for the 200 back. Yeah, so, yeah, for a 16-year-old is uh, definitely moving. She went under 50, I think she went 59.4 in the 100. So oh. she might be a bit of a smoky. Obviously, Kaylee is is way out there. But um, Who's Sam Short's coach? Rackley? Yeah. Yep. What's his name? Come on, Help Megs. me out here, Kurt. Thanks, oh, <laughs> Kurt. Sam Schultz coach. Who is he? I know. I know his face. <laughs> Come on. Damien, Who, anyone in the comments section? Damien Jones. Damien Jones. Damien Jones. Damien Jones. Damien Jones denied me podcast just publicly Damo. letting everyone know. Damien Jones did not want to come on the podcast. <laughs> what? Did Sammy want to come I'm, on the podcast? I'm outing podcast? people. You know what? It's, it's, a, it's, it's time to out people. Sam's been on it. 
Sam, Sam didn't want to do it. it. I don't know. Sammy Short was on it like a few months yeah, ago, and yeah, actually, it was long. extremely yeah, open. No, I'm talking yeah. about I'm talking about coaches yeah, in Australia who are going on lockdown. These coaches in Australia acting like they're, they're you know they're too big to talk to people, but they'll listen to my podcast. They'll listen to the Americans yeah. talk, and they'll listen to the Europeans talking, but they don't want to share anything. Can you get Cavell Kate back on? Kate who? Kate Campbell. Kate Campbell won't come on. She she ref, she she denied me. She doesn't want to talk. More cowbell. Um, Meg's also Ella Ramsey, uh, runner up in the two hundred breaststroke, went at two twenty four. Uh, Heath, yeah. Heath Ramsey's daughter, Hawkey. Heath Ramsey's daughter. Okay, no, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. She's training yeah. with uh, Vidi Chase. Out of is she at Chandler? Uh, pretty sure. Yeah, and uh, she broke. Um, she broke through and faster than what. Um, Rebecca Brown broke the world record back in 94. So she's nice. now the 10th fastest Australian all time. That was my first ever Australian championships, 94, Common Games trials. Still yeah, got Max, it, mate. Look at you. I think it – is How it Max? Uh, I was 12 years old, putting up bunt, uh, bunting signage with sold out. My, my, my great mate, Wayne, and that's that was the beginning of putting the advertising on the uh, – wow. in lane zero and nine. Okay. Getting in the water, doing that. It was great. It was great fun. So, wow. Guys, have you had any confirmation yet that the, they're going to pull you back to Australia for the trial, for the commentary? Not yet, mate. Working on. on it. Working on it. But um, I was going to ask you, Kurt, is it G- Giliani? Giliani? How do you say Max's last name? Giuliani. Giuliani? Giuliani? Giuliani, yep. Okay. No. He's actually Giuliani. one to watch. He's a really yeah. good kid. And if you look at it, the size of him, he's got the biggest, broadest shoulders I've ever seen. And the biggest reach. Like, he must have super long arms because his reach. And um, he's really one to watch, I think, at the Aussie Trials next year. And I really hope he goes well. He's such a young kid, really polite. And, um, yeah, I, I really wish that he gets on that team. Like What's him. going on down there in um, Tasmania? Mate, they pulled uh, they pulled Arnie out of there. Arnie. Now they're going to pull this guy. This guy's going to be special, you know. Yeah, that we he, like him. he moved to the Gold Coast with his coach in Paul Croswell. Um, he only moved up there twelve months ago, and you know what? He was there the first two months. He didn't Dude, like does, it. He doesn't even have a tan. He absolutely hated it. He hated, he hated it. the Gold Coast. Didn't want to be there. <laughs> he was this close to throwing it all in. And he wanted to be a tradie. He that's what he wanted to do. So he's like, Nah, I'm going back to Hobart. Become a tradie. I don't need this. And he, he stuck in there and he stayed with it. And, um, you know, under Richard Scarce and, and his coach, um, Paul Croswell as well. Good on them. Like, good on Miami mm-hmm. getting that Australian club record. And um, it was him. It was Alex Graham was in the team. Alex Grant and a former um, surf swimmer as well, James Kosh from the Central Coast um, of New South Wales. And they beat the, that 2015 Miami team of Grant Hackett. It's a fair team. Dan Smith, um, mm-hmm. Tommy Fraser-Holmes and Jordan Harrison. So, yeah, good on them getting that, getting that club record. Just a quick uh, quick one here, by the way, for those that don't know it. Um, quick one, quick one. So we we don't uh, we don't have an income. Uh, Anthony Nesty does not pay me to come and film him. Bob Bowman does not pay me to come and film him. I have a website called bretthawk.com. I've got 34 people on this live show right now. If you go and buy anything on my website, you buy a sweatshirt, a T-shirt, a program, a, you support me, which then enables me to go and see Anthony Nesty and Bob Bowman. So if you want these visits, please support me. I would greatly appreciate it. I'd put stuff out there, which is you get something in return, plus you get visits to Bob Bowman and Anthony Nesty. And so please, breadhawk.com, support me. Sonny's got a website too. Sonny, what is it? Uh, www.theswimsuitguy.co.uk. 
support Sonny. You know, this is how we do it. We're, we're, we're on this quest to get Kurt and Megan, you know, work because they're the best commentators in the business. Nate, Nate sells swim clocks, you know, so it's like you support us and we can support swimming and we can go out and do more and more and more. So we appreciate all the support we get. Uh, continue it. Thank you very much. All right, that's a wrap. Ready, break. <laughs> well, you said uh, as well, um, Roland Schumann, um in Brisbane and and training alongside Cam McAvoy and Tim Lane at the, uh, can we rename oh, yeah, it the we... Somerville Sprint House? Is that what yeah, we call didn't... it? We didn't really yeah. talk about Kemi McAvoy and 20, what do you go, 21.8? Yeah, he's going 21.2, 21.84. Yeah. Um, Pretty solid for this time. Got to got to watch him swimming and um, a lot of people have interest in his program and what he's doing. And basically, look, he, he's cutting out aerobic training. He's, he's cut aerobic swimming um, and any form of aerobic activity from his training primarily. He's working on strength and speed and power and technique um at at race pace but the aerobic side of what he's doing is completely gone so i think we saw that in the hundred he he actually had a hit out where he went 49.2 i think and it and it hurt him right and, and he admits that it hurt him but then he came back the next day and went a couple of 21s and it's back on track but he did not get any rest for this he did not shave for this um so it's just a, a training run so cam's basically swimming the way Bruno was swimming when, when he was at his best and, and just 21s are on tap now, you know, and that's where you got to get to. If you want to be a contender on the world stage, you've got to get to uh, every day, 21s, you know, you wake up, you go 21, you go to sleep, you go 21. It's just got to be an automatic thing. And that's where Cam has got it to now. So pretty cool to see. And yeah, had a good chat to Jack Avehar and as well about um, sprinting and the future of sprinting. And also they're not, training less like we were saying before you were saying before mm. they're swimming less but they're mm. not training less and mm -mm. don't get those don't get those two mixed up just because they're not mm. doing the laps in the pool doesn't mean they're not doing the work out of it no no it took cam three hours when i was there to get through 600 meters of sprinting you know so yeah it's not it's not less training uh in terms of the time and the commitment it's just uh, less volume of swimming up and down a, a black line but cam is swimming down a black line one way really fast and he's doing it just often. very quickly at, yeah. at a lot more intensity as well it's not easy to do it's not easy mm -mm. to do. Mm -mm. no 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 he I, when i watched him he did 425s um at full race speed with with cameras it was all it was all detected by computers so none of it was on a hand time it wasn't like a coach saying take your mark go it was all computerized and everything was down to um, hundreds of second details. Cam went 425s over the three hours, and he went 21-3 pace four times in practice for a 25. So, like, he's training at that level where he's going 21-3s in practice. So it's pretty crazy. What's it called? Sprint Revolution. Oh, what's it called? Have a look at it. <laughs> There's been some sprint. shout outs, a lot, a lot of Sprint Revolution. Yeah. I heard um, at the European Short Course in an interview, I think it was of Ben Proud, mm. the interviewer actually said there's a bit of a Sprint Revolution going on. Do we know? Boom. Video or it in commentary. Yeah, we're going to have to video drop that in commentary. Happen. Did a podcast with uh, Matt Grievers yesterday. Matt Grievers uh, talked about how much he loved the Sprint Revolution. So we're going to chop oh, that up and it. get that out next week. He was my favorite swimmer. 
when I was going through something. You don't say, Megs. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, before because we could, before he's a backstroker as well. Oh, okay. He yeah. was not good looking at all, was he, Megs? <laughs> Tall, backstroker. Backstroker. Anyway, he was good. just very good at what he did. Yeah, yeah, real good. Real good. Um, and with just with that, with Meg's favourites, just with um, check on as well. Two DQs there at European <laughs> short course. Wasn't that he was just not having the meeting. What happened? Not, not, not going. Was so. it past okay, fifteen so is, or? Yeah, no. This is what's happening. And get the camera on me because this is what we're going to talk about here now. <laughs> the game has changed, and this is a message to all the swimmers out there. I was at European short course. It got implemented at Worlds um, World short course last year for the first time. You know, in tennis, the Hawkeye technology. And now mm. the Hawkeye technology has arrived in swimming. And what does that mean? It means they have cameras everywhere. They've got them mm. in the water. They've got them out of the water. They've got replays. They've got slow-mos. They've got speed-ups. The bottom line is Big Brother's watching. You cannot get away with anything anymore <laughs> at a major meet. And they will be DQs and they will go to video. They will go to VAR. They go to video judging post-race. If any judge um, on pool deck, feels like there's half a chance that something wasn't right or they want to check they can check it they've got the ability at the end of the race they hold that they hold the um results up they go to the bunker they check the video they go through the replays it might take a minute or two but the message is clear especially for all you breaststrokers out there they will find you and they will get you yeah what was it just underwater or yeah what was it because he's not a breaststroker uh, I feel like one of them was maybe a butterf uh, butterfly kick at the end of the breaststroke leg. That's a big one that they've been getting at the moment on that final stroke to the wall. Was that in the 100 IM? Um, I'd have to double check it back. He, he got DQ'd in the 100 IM and 200 IM semifinal. Yeah, and, 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 and the other thing else. as well on this Hawkeye, what they allow you to do is when you get DQ'd, then you and your coach, they'll set the whole thing up for you at the end of um, at the end of the session. You and your coach go into Hawkeye. They have a screen there specifically for the coach and the um, swimmer to sit down and watch it. And then the head referee will come in and be like, this is you, yep, doing your thing. And it blows them away. They're like, I didn't even know I was doing it. I, you know, and because we've never had this technology before, a lot of the swimmers, so I'm not saying that all of them do it on purpose. I think there's a lot of them that have deficiencies in their strokes that they're going to have to change and, and make some alterations because a lot of them don't know that they're, that they're making these mistakes. So I think it's good long term. I think at the moment it's a little bit frustrating because we're getting a lot of delays in the meet, yeah. especially in breaststroke events. Um, but I think over time, once it starts to settle down and people realize that there's, you know, there's, there's no more Kitajimas um, that, you know, you, there's no way you can get away with anything any, anywhere. They're watching everything. So, yeah, just stop um, cheating. That's all. Yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? But you know what I mean, Nate, by saying, like, they're not all cheaters. I just think there might be um, a deficiency in the stroke or maybe some bad technique that's that's costing them. And I think a lot of them were cheating, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yeah. think they were getting those butterfly kicks in there. I think they were doing yeah. it on purpose. They knew yep. what they were doing. 100%. Well, that too. But at the moment, every time the breaststroke race is on, it like the chances of it going to a a video a VAR afterwards is like ninety percent, like it's yeah. super high. And then and you get all the get crowd. And they've got to get better at that. And the crowd as well. When you go, um, when you announce like uh, the last race is going to video review, and the crowd goes, "Ooh, oh. yeah, yeah, it's good, it's fun." So I think it's I think good. It's great for the sport. 
Emre Sachi didn't get disqualified, but he also <laughs> didn't get within one second of his 50 breaststroke PB. So yeah. I don't was he cheating, Nate? I don't know. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Well, yeah. I think and there's talk now as well about world records that at what point are you gonna have to world records only gonna be allowed if you have a certain degree of Hawkeye technology there. So you can't go to some um, mm. back alley meet where there's only judges, there's no video and mm. bust out a world record and that be official. So I think there's talk now about what level, um, you know, of technology has got to be there for a world record to be official, which is exciting. And I think also that's got totally news. Fair. Yeah, because, that sounds because fair. Where, where, where did he, where, where did, uh, so who's in Turkey? Who's in Turkish club camps? It, yeah, it's like some, there you go. His coach was yeah. the official. His yeah. coach, <laughs> the pool was at least 22 meters long. <laughs> Hey guys, I've been trialing some revolutionary new swim tech and now you can get your hands on it too. This is EO Swim Better, a swimming evolution in the palm of your hands. Improve your technique with EO Swim Better. Analyze your stroke technique with EO's Swim Better handset. Go to eolab.com, use code BRETT at checkout and save 10%. Um, a few more exciting things from Omega Timing is what there's a new set of blocks coming. I yes. don't know if they're going to be ready in time for um, Paris, oh. but they come with their own um, um, backstroke wedgies included. So you can f you flip them. Um, it's kind of like a mechanism that flips over and flips up. So there's no Sweet. need for officials to bring in like ones and it all gets all dodgy. Do you have any pictures so of these? Be a lot more. Is, there, is there a picture? Uh, don't think we can release. This is breaking news. I don't think we can release the pictures uh, or no, anything they're, they're, yet, they're, they're, but this is... They were at Worlds, um, and people have actually uploaded them. Zazari has a good video on his Instagram. I'm going to try and find it now. Zazari? Okay. Who's Zazari? The 50 freestyle guy. These are the new blocks. They have oh. they have oh. lights on them as well. They have what, the... Uh, um, what, what, what's his Instagram? Tell us his Instagram. Zazax. 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 So, so this is... they've got handles um, on the side. Yeah. So they're just trying to figure out if this can be implemented um, before Paris, but it might be just too, it might just be too soon. So um, if I was a betting man, I'd say they'll come out just after after Paris. Looks pretty ready to me. Yeah, that's a good. Well, video. But do you know yeah. what I mean, like Sunny, like if you release it now, then it, like who gets them? How long do you have to get you? Like, is it enough time to get them? You know, <laughs> get enough of them out. <laughs> That's my favorite so, part. The last bit. Hey, he's a guy that gets social media. That got seventy four thousand likes. Yeah, he crushes Larry. He's putting good content out. He gets it. He's Lorenzo, to... I just followed him. He's just got a new follower, Lorenzo. I've just followed back. I've, always, I've just pressed <laughs> follow back. There we go. He's got two um, new followers. Go I didn't on. see the backstroke part of it though. Didn't uh, see that. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have. He didn't. Yeah, he's not a backstroker, so he's a sprint freestyle. He doesn't care about backstroke. Yeah, he's a four-stroke saying Megan. And also, um, breaststroke before swimming won't. Um, swimming won't go to a thousandth of a second either. Anytime. No, no it's not happening. So I had a chat to them about the reasoning why, and there's just too many variables with the the water causes. It's not like athletics or something. You know, being in water. Just creates too many, um, too many variables outside a thousandth of a second that they can't control. So, yeah, you'll be getting no thousandth of a second anytime soon. Well, All right, so Zeri, what did he win his Olympic medal in? Sprint freestyle. He's fast. Backstroke. He's on a relay. Oh, on a relay. <laughs> 
No, I'm just asking. You got an Olympic silver. I was just saying, what what are you winning in? What kind of backstroke? I can almost guarantee. Yeah, he's, he's really fast. He's a really big lad as well. Really tall. Yeah, yeah. When does um the podcast come out, Hawkey? Who is? My favorite. Meg's second yes. favorite. <laughs> My favorite. second favorite. Monday. 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 All right. Cool. I'll listen to it. Who else you got coming up, Brett? I feel like you got some big yeah. podcasts coming up. Yeah, I'm well, excited. Listen, we've, Tell we've, us about we've, it. We've, we've, talked, we've given a lot of hate for the people that don't want to talk. I'm going to give some love to somebody that does <laughs> want to talk. Give us the love. Yeah. I'm going to give some love to somebody that does want to talk, who's a world champion, who's a who's a European champion, who's now the the fastest man in 200 you know, across Europe. Uh, Matt Richards is coming on tomorrow, Ooh. mate. Sweet. You know, you know what I love about someone like him? I sent him a message. Within a few minutes, he answers straight back. I sent him a link. Within a couple of minutes, he puts up a, a podcast. And it's a couple of days after he's just won, you know, a European title. So it's like this kid gets it. He's not afraid yeah. to talk. And th- you know what that shows me? That shows me a man that is confident, right? Like anyone that runs from, you know, exposing themselves or talking or just letting people in that to me it's i smell fear it's an insecurity matt richards is just exuding confidence right now i'm 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 coming christmas is coming and hawkey's releasing his naughty and nice list (laughs) (laughs) i think you should i definitely that's what i want this is what i want hawkey's gonna relent for christmas hawkey's gonna have a wish list it's gonna be his wish list for his his top 10 people that he wants to talk to in 2024 Release the wish list for Christmas and let's see between, um, you know, New Year's and Paris if he can't get his top 10 dream list on the dream team. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could give you the number one blow offs, you know. Uh, oh, no, I don't. I want who you want. Give, give us your 10 best. I give want a naughty 10. and nice list. That would yeah. be funny. Yeah. Maybe just for us. Yeah. 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 Did you get any new videos with Dino? No, he's China. He's shut down. He's, he's. <laughs> He's not letting anyone in. He's on the wish list. Put him on the wish list. But he's been on your podcast before as well. Right? Yeah, four years ago. Yeah, four years yeah. ago. After the Olympics. Four years ago. I love yeah. the I love the years. Four. The 2019 <laughs> after the 2021 Olympics. <laughs> also on the wish list, if they come back and say after the Olympics, if they say, Yeah, I'll do it after the Olympics, I'll be intrigued to say, like, will you do one after the Olympics? Or Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone will talk after the Olympics. Yeah. You've either yeah. won or lost by then. So it's like, who cares? I can't wait to see yeah. your top 10. I can't wait to see your top 10 Christmas. Top 10 wish list? list? Yeah, who, who, would you think, who would you think would be number one on the wish list? Michael Ooh. Phelps. Phelps always. Phelps. No, no, no. Phelps, Phelps is not on my wish list. He's, he's off my wish list. Oh, because what, what are you going to get? Like, honestly, what are you going to get from Phelps? Same gonna, stuff. You're not going to get anything. Like he's going to yeah. give you. That's the reason why we don't like getting college swimming coaches on, because they usually suck. No give offense, y'all, but I get it. But y'all are trying to be politicians. You know, it's, it's like a swimmer. At the, it's like a swimmer at the end when Kurt's interviewing. Well, you know, I really had a great time racing all these great people <laughs> and all my friends, and oh, I had a really nice time. It is. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. They tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, I reckon get Leon. I'd like to hear what Leon has to say. He'd I want Leon and uh, I want Goat Super together. Purple Dragon. Super Purple yeah, Dragon. What I about him? Dragon. Dragon. I'd love to get Purple Dragon. Dragon. We want no, him. He's my he's my top. And yeah. Yufei. Yufei would be great. Yeah, Yufei would be cool. What about yeah. Sun Yang? 
Yeah, get Milak on, mate, at the Maldives, under the coconut tree. That's what I want to see. <laughs> is he in the Maldives right now? I don't mate. I know. Where is he? he could be <laughs> anything. <laughs> I know he loves the sun. He loves the sun. Really? So his chances of being in Budapest are not very high. I also yeah. know he hates training. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, he's on Instagram a lot. He's always looking at my Instagram. I know that. You have get him on. First question: Is it true that you don't actually do most full sessions? Just, just he's on the Sprint Revolution. Yeah, the Sprint <laughs> Revolution on. for a two hundred butterfly. Sure. <laughs> I feel sorry. For, I feel sorry for him. He's just bored. He's bored. <laughs> what does it say? You can zoom on, in on that, Nate. That's what's, it. what's that little notification at the bottom? Where's the little zoom in? There we go. Invitation sent. There we go. Let's there we go. It. Just so you all know, it's all sent, yes. right? It's, it's official. Come on, mate. It's you're on my wish list. Chris, Milak, you're on my wish list, son. Let's on go. Holidays. Um, Nate, just give us an update as well before go, we go, go about on. these go these kids. These kids just cutting sick in the US. These these yeah. age kids. Crazy. Oh, kids. You guys want to talk about yards? Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I want you to talk Dude, talk to me about these three or four teenage kids that that have the rest of you know the rest of US swimming shivering in their speedos. Going crazy. As, as much flack as I get on this podcast for being the only American here, it's... Um, I've got an American passport. How dare yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I got you. But, you know, like, um, I, I, yards is not my jam, especially during the Olympic year. I'm not... Mm. We did just put out a nice newsletter uh, this morning covering all of junior nats and all of what's going on in college swimming and whatnot. <clears throat> but honestly, it was kind of interesting because Brett just had on Todd DeSorbo and he just signed the two, probably the two best recruits ever in history to come and change the UVA men's team. And Brett didn't ask him a single question about that. No, I didn't. I didn't ask a single question. <laughs> no. Um, but so, yeah, uh, the, uh, I think both of those dudes are going to make the Olympic team this year coming up. They got really so good who, chance. Of, so who is it? Thomas Harlan. Matt yeah. Maxson. And and Holland, yeah. So yeah, I didn't ask him a question about those guys. But yeah, if you want to if you want to read about yards, Kurt, just go to swimspam.com. And uh you can you can you can read all about yards. I think actually Brett's uh good friend, the Shackles, they she crushed it. I mean just ridiculous, yeah. doing silly things. Yeah, 21-7. Yeah, mm. Shackle. I think she split twenty one nine in the fifty five. Oh. Yeah. And how yeah. how old how old she Nate and, and what's her so she's a mile. She's not sixteen, is she? Yeah, I think she's sixteen. That's outrageous. She's so though. She's seventeen. She just no. She turned seventeen under four weeks ago, guys. She turned seventeen under four weeks. She's just turned seventeen at the meet. She was just turned seventeen, and she went the joint fastest fifty fly of all time. She could swim a lot of events at Olympic trials. It's going to be interesting to see what she picks. What what she's going to do? She's good at the two free, the one fly. Yeah, she can do a, a multitude of events. I mean, she's got really good chance in the in the hundred free, the two free, with as many spots as there are. She'd have won some golds at European short course if she was European. That's for sure. Yeah, she like yeah, She wouldn't win a gold at the Olympics if she was. So she's better off being American. <laughs> There's no logic to that statement. I love it. <laughs> and Hawk, right, your connection, your connection with Shackle, and you know that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, we lived together in college. Uh, you know, me and his dad, um, 
you know, his okay. dad's being very protective. He won't let me do a podcast yet. He's on my naughty list as well. So uh, <laughs> very protective, but um, you know, she's swimming very fast and yeah, she, she's, she's incredible. She is incredible. I'll give you. I that. wouldn't want to arm wrestler either. Dude. She is looking she's tall. Uh, I don't think she's tall. No, like, like her okay. parents are taller than her. Like her, her dad and mom are both very tall. And mom swam for Auburn in college. So they're both high level swimmers. Um, but I don't think she's as tall as her parents, actually. Okay. Um, but she is very strong, Nate. I will agree with that. Is that dad British? Yeah, British. Oh, so she's yeah. European. Could be. <laughs> she could be European. Yeah, she could be. Oh, wow. Sonny's trying to figure out how to get her to 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 switch switch her passport. We could do it. Yeah, Alex, come swim for Britain. You're guaranteed on every team forever. Listen, yeah. do I go live with Matt Richards tomorrow or do I record it? Which one? No, record, record it. Record, record. it. Yeah, yeah, you've got to record. Record, okay. All right. All right. Brett loves go Brett Ask loves him if he's Brian. getting him any more tattoos. I was going to go live with Matt Richards arm? tomorrow. I was going to give the people what they want, but now we're going to record. Okay. <laughs> Um, and also breaking news, we've got the European champs next year, June 10 to 23. So it'll be a pre-Olympic um, oh, showdown. God, what? shoot me in the really? head. Is it long course? Long course. We don't know where yet. Oh. What? Somewhere European think... championships in June? Do you think yeah. people will go to that? Oh, what? <laughs> no. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think so. The British team. <laughs> Mate. I, I don't think there's going to be that many people going. Right no, before. no one's going. No, no one's going to that. You don't reckon? No, no they're going to be sleeping, no. resting up. They're going to be tapering, between, baby. Between trials yeah, and taper. Olympics, they're not going to travel to Europe unless it's in Paris. That's Ooh. silly. Stupid. Well, it wouldn't, yeah, be that's... There. wouldn't be in Paris. No, of course it's nah, not. That's a that pretty means... bad time. Between now and the Olympics, we have like six months and worlds and Europeans and trials. Yeah. And it's long course. And it's long course. Europeans aren't good at long course. So it's like it's going to be even worse. (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) (laughs) It's just long. Yeah, they're not very good at all. Well, you've got to fit it in somewhere. It's got to be in somewhere. So, you you know, what are you going to do? More like the C teams. It's during the French trials. The French are having their trials at the same time as the European champs. <laughs> we, we, we've been talking like the swimming calendar is always jacked up How like this. No one talks to each other. This ridiculous. That's really special. I think my, it's the my, European Aquatics champs, so I'm sure European. I'm sure French trials will not cross over directly with the swimming portion of it. Mm. All right, people, it's been fun. Thanks for this. Great thanks, time. For, thanks for the laugh. Good, Good to see you. Make sure I We're want back. this naughty. I want the naughty list. I want the nice list. And I want the wish list. All right. I God, I can't wait to it. see that naughty list. Happy festive season, swimming fans. Are we going Hope next Santa's week? good. We're going, We're going next week.